Hi everyone, happy Wicked Wednesday and welcome to Shivers. There are so many creepy movies that exist, like Children of the Corn, that focus on these groups of people that seem so out of place. The scariest thing about these types of movies though, is that they're real. They represent the ideas of people who live in cults. Today, we're changing things up a bit and talking about the true stories of some of the most famous cults that have ever existed in our history. A bit of true crime today. Starting off, we're gonna talk about the Manson family or the family. This was a group of people of around 100 followers that followed this man named Charles Manson who shared his passion for an unconventional lifestyle and habitual use of hallucinogenic drugs such as LSD and magic mushrooms. The Manson family eventually moved from San Francisco to a deserted ranch in the San Fernando Valley. Manson was pretty unhinged and had many vengeances against people for really stupid reasons, such as having a vendetta against this one person because they wouldn't produce Manson's rock music album. Manson's philosophy of the upcoming apocalypse was the true motive behind the killings, though. He told his family that Helter Skelter was coming, which is just the apocalypse. Throughout two nights in August 1969 in Los Angeles, Manson instructed a handful of his family members, including, including Susan Atkins, Patricia Krunickel, Leslie Van Houten, to kill seven people, actress Sharon Tate, Jay Sebring, Abigail Folger, and Steve Parent. The main director of Rosemary's Baby, Roman Polanski, had a pregnant wife at the time of filming this movie. She believed something would happen to her and the baby before it was born due to the story of Rosemary's baby, and she wasn't wrong. She and their unborn child were killed by the Manson family right after Rosemary's baby hit theaters. Of the Manson family members who were convicted of various crimes in the 1960s, four remain in California state prisons. They are 75 years old now and have been denied parole upwards of 26 times. Moving on to the Branch Davidians out of Waco, Texas. The Branch Davidians, or the General Association of Branch Davidian Seventh-day Adventists, are an apocalyptic cult founded in 1955 by Benjamin Rodin. They regard themselves as a continuation of the General Association of Davidian Seventh-day Adventists, established by Victor Hotef in 1935 in Elk, Texas. Hotef had founded the Davidians, a small Adventist reform movement, in 1929. Six years later, Hotef and 37 of his followers resettled two miles away from Waco, where they established the Mount Carmel Center. The community flourished there, growing to around 90 people by 1955. Hotef had complete authority, viewed by his followers as the only person who could reveal biblical secrets about the end of time. Hotef died and left his wife Florence in charge. She and the other members predicted the imminent establishment of God's kingdom on April 22, 1959. They called on members to gather at the new Mount Carmel before that date, which co coincided with the Passover. About 900 people gathered, but when signs did not appear for the apocalypse, the Davidians began to disperse quickly. In 1990, Florence's son stepped into power and changed his name to David Koresh, signifying his messiahic role in carrying out a divinely commissioned task of defeating the enemies of God. While previous leaders of the Davidians, such as Hotev, had been pacifists, Koresh began stockpiling weapons and ammunition to defend the faithful. 
Authorities suspected the Branch Davidians' possession of illegal firearms, and on February 28, 1993, the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms raided the compound, beginning the 51-day Branch Davidian siege. Today, both Davidians and Branch Davidians exist in scattered communities in the United States and around the world. A small group of Branch Davidians live and worship at Mount Carmel today, called the Branch, the Lord Our Righteousness. The group claims David Koresh twisted biblical teachings, but other Branch Davidians, some also living at Mount Carmel, still align themselves with Koresh and his version of the Branch Davidian faith. When I was in school, I learned about this Branch Davidian, and it was used for our negotiation class on how to do no negotiations, what to say, what not to say. So there is a whole documentary on this that kind of focuses more on the actual raid than anything else, but it's very interesting. Moving on to Heaven's Gate. This was founded in 1974 and led by Bonnie Nettles and Marshall Applewhite, known within the movement as Tea and Doe in San Diego, California. Tea and Doe first met in 1972 and went on a journey of spiritual discovery, identifying themselves as the two witnesses of Revelation, attracting a following of several hundred people in the mid-1970s. This religion combined UFO beliefs, New Age spirituality, and Christian revelations, wrapping everything together to call this belief UFOlogy. The central belief of the group was that the followers could transform themselves into immortal extraterrestrial beings by rejecting their human nature, and they would ascend to heaven, referred to as the next level, or the evolutionary level above human. T died of cancer in 1985, challenging the group's beliefs on ascension since her body did not evaporate or become retrieved by otherworldly creatures. Doe convinced the lead, continued to lead the group and practice their teachings, even with their dwindling numbers, and convinced his followers that he knew there would be a time of sacrifice required. Doe filmed a message encouraging, encouraging members of his cult, the Heaven's Gate, to die by suicide. On March 26, 1997, the police discovered the bodies of 39 members in a suburban house near San Diego. And that was the end of Heaven's Gate. Hopefully, some UFO people came and took them. And our last cult to talk about today is the People's Temple, also known as Jonestown. The People's Temple was founded by James Warren Jones. Jones first established a church called Family Unity Church in his hometown of Indianapolis, Indiana in 1954. This became Wings of Deliverance in 1955 and People's Temple in 1956. A diverse group, the members of People's Temple shared a common goal, to create an egalitarian society free of problems of class and race. Many of those who joined in Indiana in the 1950s had lower incomes and felt alienated by society. This was especially progressive at the time since many segregation laws were still in place. In 1960, Jones became ordained by the Catholic Church and began preaching and giving sermons to the group of approximately 100 followers by that time. By 1972, the group had over a thousand followers and was a true safe haven for the African-American community. Jones organized many missionary and volunteer travels, believing it was in the best interest of the group to give back and help where they could. However, it was theorized that Jones began mistreating his actual group members, beating them and belittling them and separating them from their families. In 1977, he moved himself from a, and a large portion of the group to Guyana, 
calling his compound Jonestown to work on more missionary work. But it's also rumored that he took everyone there to escape the public and police eye. In 1978, a U.S. congressman flew there to investigate since there were rumors that many members were there against their will. The members attacked the congressman as he arrived, and after quite a battle, he and four Jonestown members were killed. In the wake of this event, Jones released radio orders for the temple members outside the compound to commit suicide. Shortly thereafter, Jones enacted his revolutionary suicide plan at the compound, which members had practiced in the past, which a fruit drink was laced with cyanide, tranquilizers, and sedatives. It was first squirted into the mouth of babies and children via syringe, and then drank by adults. Jones himself died of a gunshot wound, and fewer than 100 of the temple members in Guyana survived this massacre. The majority of survivors either had defected that day or were in Georgetown. Officials later discovered a cache of firearms, hundreds of passports stacked together, and $500,000 in U.S. cash. Millions more had been reportedly deposited in banks overseas, and the People's Temple effectively disbanded after the incident and declared bankruptcy by the end of 1978. That is all for all of our cult talk. Thank you for listening to today's Wicked Wednesday. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> the Shivers Meetup page is up and running, so be sure to check out some of these virtual and in-person events that we have. And my book, as a reminder, Burn Her Down, is available on Amazon and online on Barnes & Noble. Please read and share with your friends and thank you for your support.